when I heard the word. When I heard love walk today. When I heard the voice of love. First Corinthians 13 today. Oh, it was different. I heard in another dimension. I heard the voice of love walking in this place. And it took me over. God, if the people could just believe that there's no situation that can overtake them. There's no temptation that can overtake you. Because God already provided a way out. The only way that the world can tell that you are a child of God that you're always rejoicing. This is what makes me peculiar. I don't look like I'm going through. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you may be seated. Oh, glory to God. I just had to let you in on my conversation with the Lord. He was saying so many things when I heard love. Pastor, I begin to just thank God for the, the call on his life. I begin to say, Lord God, see, the word checks you. Oh, glory to God. You have to be desire or want to be checked. I love my husband, but God desires to take us even deeper in our love for each other. And I said, Lord God, even when you think you're submitted, See, it's God's submission. A spirit of humility came across me. Hallelujah! The love chapter, it put me in another place with you, Pastor. See, I want everyone to know I'm the teacher, I'm not the pastor. I'm the teacher, medicine. I'm not the pastor. And I humbly submit <laughs> with all of my giftings and all of who I am under my pastor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, for marriage, being familiar and relationship calls you sometimes to walk in absolute humility. Oh, hallelujah. See, it make you reevaluate the women of war. I just did my reevaluation. I did my self-evaluation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Through love, it made me go deeper in humility and submission. just wanted to say to you Pastor, I saw and not only saw but always respect your office but today was different I see how you handled the people of God 
see how you're careful with how you feed your sheep. I see how you're careful with how you love them. And I'm truly humbled by it. Before we get into that, I heard my pastor was teaching. He said, match your heart to God's heart. I guess when I heard that, that started to stir up in my spirit. And the love chapter between the two, I got messed all up in a good way. And I began to think about what does that really mean, to match your heart to God's heart. What is that really like? We can quote the word, but when it really comes to you being the manifested word that you're quoting, that's on a total new level dimension that you've never experienced before. To match your heart to God's heart, to have the same desires, and I begin to think about how he was describing Celeste and her son. Ask the Lord God. And as parents, can you imagine if your children actually match their hearts with yours for them? Can you imagine your children really matching their hearts? with their parents. The, the, the deep desire. And it's just like, oh, the word of God says, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Parents the same way. You have plans for your children. Maybe some of you don't. And they don't understand why you correct them. Sick and tired of mom, dad, tell me to do this and do that. 
That's because they don't have, their heart is not matched to your heart. Because they would love what you love. They would hate what you hate. And actually, they can't hear you. This is why their heart cannot match your heart. Same thing with spouses for those who are married. That's why there is division in the home because your heart is not matched to God's heart. You don't have his desires. That was real deep for me, Pastor, because I begin to imagine if all of my kids match their heart to my heart. I knew the plans that I had for their life. It's good. And bring them to an expected end not of destruction but because their hearts are not matched to my heart they can't see it imagine how your life would look if your heart was matched to God's heart see I heard what the spirit of the Lord was saying Establish here he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Many of us haven't truly heard from God. But we really have heard from a familiar spirit. We've heard from people who said God said this and God said that. And we took that as the voice of God which then make you in a position to where you're listening to a familiar spirit, but it's not Holy Spirit. See, we've all been hearing something, but from what and who was the voice? Was it the voice of God? Was it the voice of God? So in your spiritual relationship now, where you're at spiritually, have you been mainly listening to people and them saying that this is God? Not having the ability to really hear the voice of God. See, we haven't been taught that you really need to hear God's voice. You need to know God's voice. He says, my sheep knows my voice and the stranger will they will not hearken to and he says they know my voice because they obey me and I know them because of their obedience and this make you mine the importance to understanding the ways of God you have to understand the importance of the ways of God, of God and how he speaks. Do we know in the ways that he speaks? In many ways, Pastor, he does. And, and we're used to one way. Did you finally get the message? Okay, <laughs> glory to God. He speaks in many ways. One voice, but he speaks in many ways. He speaks audible. 
he speaks not only audible, but audible also outwardly and inwardly. Speaks in dreams, visions. He speaks through angels. He also speaks through gifts of the Spirit. But you need to know if you actually have any giftings. Because he speaks through those gifts. He speaks through godly counsel. Some of us don't really want godly counsel. Or don't think we need it. Because a lot of us may think that we have arrived. And when you think that, you're in, you're in the most dangerous position ever. He speaks through your circumstances. He speaks through signs and wonders. He speaks through the word. He speaks through the word. See, this is why I'm so excited when I hear the word. See, we often get excited through what we consider to be wonders and signs. But we're not excited when he speaks through the word because most often you don't hear him speaking through his word. You hear him speaking through signs and wonders. This is what excites you. You don't hear him speaking through godly counsel. I'm being corrected. I'm being directed. I'm, I'm being instructed. So I can't hear him speaking through godly counsel. But the dreams and vision, no, we, we, there he is again. But again, you haven't been taught in how to even interpretate dreams and visions. God's voice, when it's audible, that is the obvious. But it's not the rule. You cannot place and decide on how God speaks to you. This is how he speaks to me. Because he said he speaks to us in many ways. I won't call nobody names. <laughs> and how this person always say that God is speaking through them in a certain way. Because when you do that, you're missing so many opportunities for God to speak. And we should never try to use how God speaks to someone else and say this is how he He's supposed to speak to me. A lot of us do that. Adam received and heard God's voice audible. Again, audible. Outwardly and inwardly. Yes, he was made in Christ. God was made. Obviously, he was God. But Adam was made in Christ's image. So you have to be like God to hear God. 
This is why he made us in his image. See, when you hang around people that you don't, you're not, you know, have too many things in common and similarities, you can't hear them. People that are more like you, you can hear. <laughs> Inwardly and outwardly. <laughs> but get this, Adam walk establishes talk. Hear me, Adam's walk establishes talk. It's in the walk of God where the voice is activated. It's in the walk of God where the voice is activated. See, his voice has to be activated in your life. He's speaking, but the question is, are you hearing? For those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You have to activate now the voice of God by your walk. So it is a complete fabrication for you saying that you hear the voice of God if you have not matched your heart with God. See, if not, it's twisted. You have not sinked into the spirit of God. So why do certain people hear in certain dimension? It's not their faith, but it's their walk. A prophet here in a different dimension, because that's their call. A pastor, teacher, evangelist, because that's their call. They're hearing from a certain dimension because of where they're called to minister from. But he speaks in many ways to his people. Amen. So you can't figure out, oh, teacher, how does she hear like this? Because, or teach them, I'm hearing at a certain dimension. And this is why you have to have pastors and you have to have teachers. God's going to speak to you in a way that you know that is him. He's going to speak to you in a way that you know that, without a doubt, this is him. Now, uh, I taught some time back on four types of ear, but receive this as new, because if you don't, you're going to miss it. Because God gave it to you as a new, different part of him. It's not the same message. Amen? Four types of ears. Open ear. Outward and in, in inner ear. Trained ear. Itching ear. And uh, deaf ear. Abraham, Noah, and Moses had an open ear. God can speak in a way when you directly know that it's him. So he spoke to them in an open ear. Audible. You all know it when he spoke to Abraham, spoke to Noah, Moses, again, audible. The question is, why did most of the people in the Old Testament 
How did they hear from those four types of ears I spoke of? Open ear. They heard from an open ear. The question is why? Why? Because an open ear is the obvious. It's not the rule, but it's the obvious. So why did he speak to them in an open ear? Spirit was not inside of them. But the spirit is inside of you now. You should hear even more kingly because it's in, his voice is inside of you. And he had to speak to them, obviously, with that audible ear, meaning a sound, and it had to be at a certain tone because certain people were tone deaf. So he spoke louder. With, with Samuel. Now, Samuel was in what they say he, he was raised up in Eli's house, which means that he was brought up in church. So he's like, he was in church all this time. He couldn't hear the voice of God. He didn't recognize the voice of God. Samuel, Samuel. Father, did you call me? Eli, did you call me? He couldn't tell the voice of his creator than humanity. See, this is what we, this is what we hear. See, man couldn't tell the voice of Pastor Rod versus God. Samuel, Samuel, Eli, did you call me? No, son. He was raised in church, meaning coming to service, probably singing, knowing all what we do. And we still, so this is an example of we still cannot hear an audible voice. So when he said the third time he came, he said, now, son, if you hear that again. So what he was doing, he was training him on how to hear the voice of God. Which means you cannot hear except you're trained by your father. This is why he's giving you pastors after his heart. You're not born to hear directly from God. He had to be trained. So Samuel had a trained ear. He didn't have an open ear. But some of us think we can, we, I can hear on my own and this and that, and we get offended. I can't hear from God. Sure you can. Ears just have to be trained. Are you with me? See, the spiritual father trained Samuel to hear but also, and this is not off subject, still on subject, but you can be trained also by your spiritual father to see. It's biblical. Elias said to his servant, because the servant thought that, oh, all the army is going to kill us. Do you see all the army around us? Elijah, he said, Elijah, he said now, I need to pray that your eyes be open. 
so that you see that they're more with us than against us. Father, I pray that my servant eyes are open. And his servant eyes became open. Father, trained to help you to see and to hear. Because the, the pastor represents the shepherd. See, this is why I know God is, see, you are my husband. And see, but I have to be able to be your wife, teacher, and still submit under your spiritual authority. So I can see and hear probably. Otherwise, my hearing and my seeing is distorted. Okay. When you're in rebellion with spiritual authority, and your husband is your spiritual authority, you stop hearing and you stop seeing. We're talking about a man of God. Again, a man of God, not the unsaved man. <laughs> All right, make that clear. A saved man, <laughs> okay? Priest of his home. <laughs> not somebody just walked up in the house. No, the priest of your home. So what Samuel, if he wasn't careful, he would be in a position to listen to a familiar spirit. Because did you know this? What a familiar spirit does, it hides the voice of God. What happens the person comes to you and says, you know, God, he, he told me to tell you this and that and blah, blah, blah. A God, like, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And so you take it as this is what God said, but because you can't discern what is of the spirit and what's not of the spirit, and you receive that. But it's twisted. So when it's twisted, you start now opening yourself up to familiar spirits. Mm -hmm. That is the itching here. So we talked about parents have to have, they give you the ability to establish your hearing. They give you the ability to establish your hearing. An established ear is your safeguard in the spirit. You should know whether something is of God or not because you, you have an established ear to hear God's voice, and that is your safeguard. So let's read our foundation scripture here, which is Matthew 4, verse 3 through 11. Kind of take your time reading that, Minister Al. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Come on, Jesus. 
Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain okay. and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Glory to God. Thank you. Now, this is a familiar scripture, right? A passage. But this passage, I don't, I don't believe you, probably when you've done any kind of study, any amount of study on it, knows that this really is about hearing the voice of God. This is really about hearing the voice of God. Verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written. If you don't walk away with anything else today, it is written. See, situation, want to talk to you, it is written. Your body want to, you know, talk to you about it's not working well, it is written. And again I say, it is written. See, there is something that you need to hear because we're not understanding the voice of God. But he answered and said, it is written. See, when I heard 1 Corinthians 13, see, I heard, my spirit heard what was written. I heard the voice of God from the written word. See, this is what we're not hearing. We're not hearing the voice of God through his word. You're hearing the word, but you're not hearing his voice. It is written. But by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God, then the devil, he took him on the high place to see things, the pinnacle, see your situation with you to see things. People want you to see things. <laughs> if I can get you to see just how bad a situation, I can get you to see what you think is doing is God, that's not of God. If I could just get you to see the opposite of what God is saying, if I could get you to see and agree with what you see. If I could get you to eradicate out your mind that it is written. If I could put you in a situation where you can't hear the voice of it is written, I have you in agreement now that you can't believe. And it's not going to work out. Verse 6, and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself down. So the enemy says, it is written. Again, this is how you hear a familiar voice and not the voice of God because they start to quote the word. For it is written, he shall give his angels to charge concerning thee and in thy hands thou shalt bear thee up lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Satan is talking. It's written. Okay. Then Jesus says, it is written again. I hear you quoting the word. 
But the word is saying to you, it is written again, that thou shalt not tempt me. <laughs> again, the devil wanted to take him up on an exceedingly high place. I want to take you down. The enemy want to take you down to your deepest low. Want to take you to your most, I mean, the most horrible thing you ever experienced. Now if I take her there, I can get her to say, no longer is written. <laughs> so the, the enemy take him up to an exceedingly high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of it. So someone bringing to relationship. No, you're saved. So they, they start to treat you real nice. Give you things. And so now if I could take your, your, your sight to now on things of the flesh, because that's what we try to do with God. If I could take you to a place where I can feed your flesh, I can get you to disobey God. Now see the glory of all what I'm doing for you. No one really loves you. You know, they don't know how to treat you right. I mean, I'm the one for you. He said unto him, all these things will I give you if you fall down now and worship me. I've done all these things, treat you real nice. Now, the next response is for you to give yourself over to me. It's time now for sin to produce and manifest itself. Verse 10, then Jesus said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, because now, see, now I have to call you out. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall they serve. Then the devil, he left them alone. And he didn't bother him anymore after that. See, the thing about it is that what happened is, Jesus had listened to what Satan was saying and could see, get his flesh to see, he would sin. See, and that's with us. If you could just see what you're going through, if you keep your eyes on what you're going through, you're going to sin. Oh, he says, it is, it is written. See, what's happening is that it is written, has a voice. See, what we're not hearing is the voice of the word. See, Satan was speaking, he was quoting the word, but without the spirit. So it was twisted. So that's why Jesus said, and I say again, it is written. Now, I speak the word by the spirit of the word, which has a voice. And so Satan heard the voice of God, and he had to leave him. And there was no other word that he had for him because the word spoke the word. See, that's what has to happen to your situation is that you speak the word by the voice of God. To your situation. Because your situation has a voice also. But it's a lower nature. 
Oh, this is an awesome word. This is an awesome word because the word has a voice. We're just not hearing the voice of what's written. There is as much authority in the written word of God than the spoken word. See, we're living off of what is spoken. He said, but the written word has just as much authority as the spoken word. And so is there a word without a voice? Not the written word of God. It has a voice. And we must establish the word and the voice. See, we're not establishing. See, what we have established is the voice, but not hearing the voice. Nor have we established the word. See, the logos and the rhema both must be established. The written and the spoken both must be established. His sheep hears his voice. And they obey. Wow. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and praise him. I know it is a real good, it's a real good rhema word up in here. <laughs> it's living. <laughs> First place to find the voice of God is in the word. The first place to find the voice of God is in the word. The word you can't hear, listen to me, the word you can't hear is the voice you can't receive. The word you can't hear is the voice you can't receive. So if you can't receive, if you can't hear the word that we teach here, you can't receive the voice. However, unsaved people can keep a principle. Unsaved people can keep principle, right? But what they can't keep and manifest is the word. Faith works for those saved and unsaved because it's a principle. Give and you shall receive. So when it comes to a message on tithing and you can't receive the word, that means that you can't receive, and you're limited when it comes to prosperity. Because you can't receive the message of the voice. With love. I can't receive the message, so I can't receive the voice. So I'm voiding that area when I hear from God or expecting these things to come in my life. So why do you need to know the word? Because if you don't know the word, you can't judge the voice. If you don't know the word, you cannot judge the voice. When people come to you, thus said the Lord, see, you can't judge the voice because you don't know the word. And we know that Jesus so much knew the word, so that's why he could judge the voice. He gave you a real good example. When Satan was talking to him, he said, it's written. So this is what someone does. They come to you, give you a word. 
But God said, but see, but if you don't know the word, I'm not talking about memorizing the word. I'm not talking about memorizing the word. I'm talking about knowing the word. He is the word. He said, if you don't know me, then you can't hear me. So we know Jesus quoted the word in the spirit of the word. He quoted the word in the spirit of the word. And when he did that, Satan, he couldn't answer back. So this is the same way with your situation. When you quote the word in the spirit of the word, your situation can no longer talk to you. See, but we're not, we're not speaking the word in the spirit of the word. We're just speaking the word without a voice. Don't your situation talk loud to you? Your thoughts talking loud to you? But you have to speak back to it. And again, it is written. It has to be with a God attitude that you speak the word and the spirit of the word. The rhema confirms the logos. God spoke predominantly audible or inward because nothing was written. Now the voice is written. Now the voice, it is written. See, but we don't hear it now like that. This is why we say your, your hearing must be established. Yes, amen, Pastor. <laughs> Heaven has one voice, Pastor. Even though it says, from his throne, there was thousand upon thousand upon thousand of voices speaking from the throne. Many ways. Does God speak? God's nature and his character is revealed in his word. You get to know his nature and his character through his written word. His word is his voice. If you write a letter, that's your voice. It's you. If you write a letter to your Someone who's significant, they know, they know how it sees, make you feel a certain way because you can hear their voice. Not only you can hear their voice, but you can hear their character. I can hear your nature. I, can, I know how you feel about me because I hear your voice. It's not only your words because your words are just a byproduct of the voice that I'm hearing. He doesn't speak outside of his voice because his voice is his word. He speaks within the parameter of his word only. So if someone's saying something to you that God said, it was outside of the voice of God is not God. How do you hear the voice of God? When you know the word. This is how you hear the voice of God, when you know the word. Not when you hear it, but when you know it. And I can give you a prime example. 
last Tuesday. Now, this is, God talked to me pretty much audible, inwardly, uh, but he speaks many ways. Uh, but I just happened to notice that it's an inwardly audible um, voice. And Pastor was teaching on Tuesday, and when he spoke about uh, John, when he was saying that the Word and the Spirit and the Father are all one, and they bear witness of each other. And I said, I heard it. I heard it naturally, Pastor, but my spirit said, say it again. Because now my, what happened was there was a revelation that was being birthed when I heard it. And as, we, as I taught uh, whatever a week ago, is that revelation does what? Stimulate, it stimulates spiritual activity and also your thoughts. See, it activates spiritual activity and it stimulates your thoughts. Revelation, it activates spiritual activity. See, you may not be thinking spiritual, but when you hear revelation, it's a different shift. Because revelation brings about a spiritual activity going to happen. Amen, Pastor. And I said, I, I heard the voice of God the second time. I didn't just hear the written word that Pastor was quoting. I heard the spoken word. And he took me to John. And I'm saying that when he speaks about the Father the word, the blood, and the water. And if we don't have an understanding from that, because before we get manifestation, we have to hear the spoken word of God. And I, it had to be a reality to me, because if not, it's not, the word is not a reality to you. So you can't enter in eternity. I'm going to back up on that one. So what I heard was this. If I don't know the word which bear record of itself in heaven, I don't have access to what's already done. See, that's what I heard. That's the short version. Get this. So we talked about when, when you know the word, it's, it's how you hear the word of God. It also, when you hear the word, the voice of God, it matures your senses. So when you, when you start to hear the voice of God, it starts to mature your spiritual senses. <laughs> Amen, Pastor. So you begin to know what is from what is not. It's become a reality to you. Not what I see with my natural eyes, but I, I know what is, and I know what is not. I know the word is true, and this, my situation, is not. I know this is in time, but what's in eternity is what is. No, y'all ain't got time. Y'all ain't got time. You don't want it. You just don't want it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> see, we think that when, when we have a breakthrough from our experiences, that this is the part that speaks. And this is the part that we testify about. See, you don't really testify about the experience. 
you testify from the voice that was spoken. See, pastor, see, we, we got it all wrong. It's not, see, the experience is the byproduct of the spoken word. You are never to point to your experience because it is the byproduct. But point back to the spoken word, what was spoken. He said that we are healed by his stripes. <laughs> wow. Okay, y'all, we're coming up on the end here. Revelation 19.5 says, talks about, John speaks about again, the voices under the throne of God. Then from the throne there came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you saints of his, you who reverence him, both small and great. See, there is a voice always coming from the throne of God that's telling you to praise him. My question is that why does, when it's time for praise or worship, you're doing your own thing? I see people reading the word. This is not time to read the word. It's, it's praise and worship. Why do you have your Bible open? God is a God of order. It's time for praise to praise God and worship. Not time to just to sit down. He says, Pastor, from his throne, his voice is speaking to you. It says, small and great, praise me. But we do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. Exactly. But if you are dis when you are rebellion to the word of God, you can't hear the voice of God. It definitely was showing your life, Pastor. It says whatever area your rebellion is, is the area you'll be sinning. See, this calls you to sin. Even you're disobedient when it's time for praise and worship and you decide you want to open up and just read scripture, do your own thing. I, I, that's not, God has given you leaders to direct you in what we are to do at this time. It's not time to read Old or New Testament. It's time to praise God and or worship him. Amen, church. Amen. If you're denying the word of God, instruction, then you're in rebellion. And rebellion, is, it, brings, it's, it springs up from pride. It springs up from pride. And pride is the root of sin. It is the root of sin. It never accepts, even when it's wrong, even when it's confronted. I just came to you, minister, telling you, do not read the word while it's time for praise and worship. But you're going to still pull it up, go and read, and don't. But pride, it is the root of sin. Isn't it something when you confront someone and they still refuse to change? It's a pride when you even confront it and know that they're wrong. Refuse to change. You see it in your children. And that's why we see it and in then, you. And you see it in you. Boom. 
if you want God to open up in areas in your spirit, in your spirit, man, where you can actually hear the voice of God, you need to repent. Because they're airing your life to where you're rebellion against God. There's rebellion. Which, where there's rebellion, then you're being judged and being judged by God. When you open yourself up to believe the word of God, you will open your ear up to hear the voice of God. This teaching here is a, and has been, a very difficult one to present to the people of God because most people of God think they're already hearing from God. So when you're in a position to where you, you feel that you're already doing something right, it's hard to hear that you're doing something wrong. You hear me? And we have to hear the voice of God to actually live the word of God. You need to have an established ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen. It will change your life. It will change the people around you. It will change your situation. It will change how you respond to people, how you respond to situation, how you respond to hurt, how you respond to disappointment, how you respond to rejection. Because the Word of God, you're actually hearing it, and you know what is written, and that is your reality, and that is what's true. Amen. Pray that it really reach the hearts of the people and your life is changed for the better because you're now really developing having an established ear to hear the very voice of God through the spoken word. Amen.